this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Hello everybody, welcome to Active Quest episode, wait for it, 118. Um, my name is Chris Penwell I, and I am joined by the illustrious Josh Nichols. Chris, how are you? I'm doing well, I'm doing quite well. Yeah, feeling I'm a bit of a sleepy boy, but other than that, um, you know, I, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm dandy. Um, summer's here almost, and yeah. uh, it's very nice weather outside. Yeah, but um, how are you, dude? Good. Uh, I've been uh playing Pokemon Snap. That's been fun. I like uh, yeah. I like the change in pace. You know, it's a game that's not like, hey, learn these fifty systems, and here's all these menus, and you know, like a lot of games now are huge and big. And it's nice playing something that's kind of smaller in scope. You know. Uh, question for you. Hmm. If you could pick any Pokemon to put into a taco, what would it be? Uh, I'm going to go with um, Moltres. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because Moltres is already oh. on fire. So yeah. I, bet after, I bet if I killed Moltres, it, its fire <laughs> would be still burning and it would cook it. So I would, already, I would have yeah. a dead, dead cooked bird right off the bat. Cause it's on Moltres. Moltres is on fire, but like it doesn't hurt. Just like Charmander's flame. That'd be a pretty rare, rare Pokemon to find, though. Yeah, but once I see it, I, I just beat it with a rock and then I eat it. Jesus. Rapator Tia around um... it. You got yourself a, 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 a fire chicken taco. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. But anyway, guys. Uh. Thank you for, so much for listening. Uh, we'll be going over a bunch of cool stuff like Terry Crews wants to get uh, Mother 3 localized, <laughs> yeah. Full Guys delayed, um, the PlayStation Plus games for this month and what we think, um, the Xbox games of gold games for this month, uh, DC Fandome coming back, uh, showing off some new DC games, and um, the very unfortunate news that Toys for Bob, the developer of Crash Bandicoot 4, is now a support developer for Call of Duty Warzone, which fucking sucks. Um, so yeah, let's get started. Um, Josh, uh, you ready to go? Yeah, check it out. I drew Moltres dead, and then I got a tortilla <laughs> next to it. Oh god, we need to make this a video podcast. Yeah. Oh god. Um. But yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready for this energy? Because we have to bring it because this is about Terry Crews. Yeah, I love Terry Crews. Uh, he's half the mm-hmm. reason Crackdown 3 was fun. Yeah. And just him, you know, yelling stuff while I'm jumping off buildings. I still hey, I still stand by... I want to see Mother 3 localized! <laughs> I still stand by that game. If you're listening, I've not played Crackdown 3. I'm not saying buy it. I'm just saying it's in Game Pass and it's fun. It's got it's got issues, but it's fun. You know, you can throw cop you can throw cop cars and break buildings, and you're Terry Crews. Is it though? Is it? Is it? Yeah, it's is it's it? just it's fun. Uh, okay, good example. Remember, um, oh gosh, what was that game called? It was uh, 
um it was on 360 and ps3 uh you got powers you know what i'm talking about you got the 360 you got yeah and ps3 Saints Row? no no it wasn't that it was uh people are always talking about it it was uh what's it called it's an activision prototype game. that's it yeah um prototype it's like prototype like that game's not like game of the year but it, it was a fun game you know that's what crackdown's like yeah and you know it's good for the industry to have those kind of games and um i think sony should be aware of that because you know um they need a diverse library and i don't and activision should take note of that too because i don't want just fucking call of duty games um i love i love warzone <laughs> but like i want there to be yeah. other games with it i don't want to live in a world where it's just yeah. ubisoft tower games warzone yeah. and madden like you know give me other games too also tony hawk sold well make more yeah. tony hawk games come on mm-hmm. the vicarious visions just moved to diablo so uh. i don't know i don't get activision what they're doing it's very frustrating but let's move on. Yeah. Um, Terry Crews, um, he said on Twitter, localized Mother 3. And uh, I, I wrote this for the gamer. Um, As a big and muscular actor, you'd expect he wouldn't be much of a games player, but looks can certainly be deceiving. The tweet has received over 55,000 likes and over 16,000 retweets. This could certainly turn heads at Nintendo due to his large presence on the, on the Twitter platform. Um... In this article as well, I also brought up how Fire Emblem, the, the original that never made its way to the West, got a release last year. So I think, you know, it, it could certainly happen this year, seeing Mother 3 come back in a limited kind of release. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be super smart for Nintendo to do. I'd bring back Reggie to announce it um, during the Game Awards or something. I, I think that'd be a fantastic way to do it. And he's like, I don't know, he's a little involved in a game. So it makes me feel like he yeah. he did Crackdown, he did Saints Row 4. Um, he did a wet, I'm looking on his uh, his Wikipedia page here. He did, yeah. I don't know how to say this, you'll be able to say it, correct me please. Uh, Rampa. Yeah, he streamed Danganronpa, yeah. Yeah, and he was yeah. also, uh, yeah, so like, I don't know. Maybe, I, I'm not saying Do he's you- involved in Mother 3, I'm just saying like, I'm sure he maybe he knows somebody who works in games and told you know told him that and he couldn't say it's happening but he could go on twitter and yell you know make this a thing even yeah. though he knows it's going to be a thing I, I don't i don't think he knows i don't think he knows i think he's trying to with it to happen okay so what do you um, think prompted it you think he just woke up one day and was like damn it i want to play mother three like this is a game i want to play i i don't know uh you could be right you could know something but it's gonna be on game pass hmm, that's what he knows <laughs> Hey, that's what that Xbox and Nintendo collaboration. That'd be really about. funny. Be, that's what that's what happened. Hey, there's like Xbox goes, hey, you're not using the mother license at all. We could just buy it and localize for you and then we'll release it on Xbox and Nintendo. <laughs> anyway, that's crazy talk. Um yeah. But I, I think Mother Free could certainly happen. You know, we we've seen time and time again that it'll it'll never occur at all. You know, it's it's a sequel to Earthbound if you if you don't know what Mother Three is. So, um, yeah, I think that'd be very important for the gaming community to play that game. Uh, I've also heard so it's really next... good too. So, like, you know, like why haven't they released it? Come on. And here's the thing too, yeah. just to throw this out there really quick too. There's already an English patch that like the fan community made. So mm-hmm. I don't know why Nintendo doesn't just go to them and go, hey, we're gonna buy this from you. 
Slash. Because they don't want to. They're proud. <sighs> Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo being Nintendo. Can you imagine how good of a Switch online exclusive that would be? Like, hey, Mother 3 is available yeah. on our online service. Like That would that would make a lot of news and a lot of buzz just because of the right. <laughs> history it has. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Fall Guys is uh, going to be delayed on Switch and Xbox. Uh, yeah, it's gonna, it's delayed indefinitely. Apparently, I've got a story from IGN here. Friend of the show, uh, Adam Bankhurst. Friend of the show, yeah, Adam Bankhurst. He's kicking ass over there. Uh, he's yeah. So apparently, Mediatonic said uh, we'll have uh, we with so many new opportunities now in our hands. We've realised that our previously announced summer twenty twenty one Switch and Xbox release schedule is unfortunately just too soon for us to include all of the tasty new features we're working on. Uh, end quote. So I, I think yeah, this is going to be delayed for cross progression and cross play probably. Um. Yeah, because that's that's very that's a good concession though. Kind of mantra. Yeah, like yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm looking forward to playing uh, I, it. Um, I played I, it a little I, bit in PS4 when it came out, and it was neat. Yeah, I think this announcement was caused by Epic Games and how they want to change things up just to make sure it's uh, a platform that will stay on for many years to come, probably just like Rocket League or Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, but this is quick news, so we should go through these pretty quick. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not as good of a host as. Do you think this is going to come out on Game Pass? I think it will. Oh yeah, definitely. Day one, day one. Little baby, you know what they could little, do? Little Master Chief Jellybean. Like, hey, yeah. Oh shit, yeah. Master Chief Jellybean could definitely happen. Well, if they did a Nintendo character, who do you think it would be? Uh, Mario. Probably, I want Wario, but like, just it's just, it's literally just Wario. He doesn't even look like a fall guy. He's just Wario. You know, it'd be funny if they had like Mario, Luigi, Wario, Luigi, and Wario as like all different colors. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, so the PlayStation Plus games for May have been announced. Uh, it, they include Battlefield Five, Stranded Deep, and Wreckfest. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about Wreckfest, actually. It's kind of like Destruction Derby, hmm. if I remember correctly. Um, Looks uh, neat, yeah. Yeah, it's going to get a bunch of PS5 upgrades when it releases on there. So, yeah, I'm I'm going to play it for sure. I've heard great things, and I'm going to check it out. Uh, what else is there? Battlefield Five. Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a big get. I haven't played that's that a, yet, but I'm... Get. I'm going yeah. to play it soon because it's an EA Play, which is in Game Pass, and like it look, it looked. I wanted yeah. to play it at release, but was busy. So, I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Everybody can check that out. Um, I imagine they probably patched the game a bunch, you know, since then. So I'm sure there's lots of content in there. Yeah, there's a lot of maps and content uh, experience in that, and I think they want to boost the player base as well because people are still playing Battlefield One, as Joseph said a few episodes ago, I believe. Uh, and there's another game called Stranded Deep. I don't know too much about this one. That's the uh, game where you? the shark's trying to eat you, right? Right. Um, I've got the description here from PlayStation Blog, so you guys can know. Um, they say, test your survival skills in this open-world adventure. In the aftermath of a mysterious plane crash, you are stranded in the vast expanse of the Pacific Ocean. Alone, without any means to call for help, you must do what you can to survive. Explore underwater and on land as you hunt for supplies to craft the tools, weapons, and shelter you need to stay alive. Stay sharp, 
um, hunger, thirst, and exposure conspire against you as you brave treacherous elements and the dangerous creatures of the Pacific. Uh, yeah. Huh. So, sounds interesting. I'll, I'll give it a go to. You know, you might as well add it to your library, right? You, you never know if you'll be interested in these games uh, if you aren't right now. So I just recommend just go. Say yeah, that's. Out. I agree because like I have not a gold games too. I'll I'll just grab them all yeah. and then like there's times where like a year or two after it was a gold game, I check it out and I'm like, oh, this is cool. I like this. This is yeah, this is great. Yeah, yeah. I've done that a couple of times. I feel like last yeah, month's games were better. Buy many games because <laughs> they had Soulstorm and Days Gone and Zombie Army Four. Those games all seem. Yeah. pretty good but this month's not bad not bad at all yeah um I, i'm definitely gonna play battlefield 5 mm-hmm. um because i i prefer world war 2 shooters to world war 1 yeah um yeah uh xbox games of gold um have been announced as well and they're not as good as uh playstations uh this month so it includes armello uh which is probably the highlight of the month uh, Dungeons 3, uh, Lego Batman, the video game, and Tropico 4. And I find it quite interesting that there's two Xbox 360 games this time rather than just one. No, there's always two. Um, there's always yeah, two? They do two, okay. they do two current gen or whatever, and then they do two uh, 360 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the nice thing is that Dungeons 3 lasts until June 15th. Um, so that's a great, that's great news. And I, I think that one starts at, on May 16th, so... Yeah, um, there's layered kind of like releases for this, so there's always yeah, not the best month, but I am looking forward to uh, the uh, Armello. Like, I think that game looks really cool. And what, what is? Oh, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't played it. It just yeah, it just looks cool. I watched the uh, uh, little trailer on it when they announced it, and it it looks neat. I downloaded it, but I haven't played it yet. This is what Liana Rupert said. I think this is Liana. Yep. This is what she says in um, her post here about Xbox Games with Gold. Uh, Our melee deserved more love than it got. It's a grim fairy tale board game brought to life using strategy that tabletop fans will be intimately familiar with. A niche game, for sure, but the character-building RPG has a card system that makes sense and a story that feels rewarding. Um, And it apparently scored very well um, since it released in 2016, so... Yeah, that might, might be worth checking out if you're an Xbox uh, Games of Gold member. Uh, yeah, like, that's, that's pretty cool. Better than last month, too. One of the games last month was yeah. Truck Racing Championship, and I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to race semi-trucks. That doesn't sound fun mm-hmm. to me. And, you know, it has a card system, so... Uh, the biggest of average, Josh Boys from Pod will enjoy this one. <laughs> Uh, so let's move on here. DC Fandom. Um, I reported on this for the gamer. Um, so uh, that's DC convention that kind of replaced Com- Comic Con uh, last year. It's coming back uh, this October on October sixteenth. It's going to. Uh, it's likely going to include announcements on uh, Black Adam, uh, that has Dwayne the Rock Johnson starring and uh, Pierce Brosnan as well. They're actually kind. Of, uh, they're actually currently um, filming that right now, and there's a bunch of other DC films we're expecting. But uh, there's also two big DC games we're hoping to hear more from. So Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League is Rocksteady's next project. They made uh, the Batman Arkham series, and we're looking forward to hearing more about that. And then 
there's uh, Gotham Knights as well, which is a co-op game with uh, Batman's protégés coming together. Looks to super defend fun. I want to play that. Gotham, yeah, yeah, that looks great. Um, looks amazing. It definitely looks like a next-gen game. Yeah, so yeah, that's going to be exciting to see. That's a long time away, uh, but at least we have like a date of like when we'll likely see Suicide Squad. Um, yeah. So, Josh, if you're ready, let's move on to the news. That sounds good. I am all about that news. So we're going to move on to the news, uh, but we do want to mention that Joseph is away this week um, because he's uh, dealing with um, the housing market and having to move from house to house. So we wish him the best of luck. He probably needs it. (laughs) Josh, um, what do you have any? Yeah, so he's, I think he'll be back next week. But yeah, just send him your uh, your spirit bomb energy because he's uh, mm-hmm. yeah moving is never fun. I wish we could help him if we were closer. The housing prices are literally over nine thousand. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, we should all give our energy to Toys of Bob right now, uh, who developed uh, Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time, and it got rave reviews across the board. You know. Um, I I I I think it sold fairly poorly when it released, uh, but and that and that might lead uh, to this news today. So unfortunately, um, there's a new story from Nintendo Life covering this. So uh, Toys of Bob uh, has announced on Twitter that it's now supporting the development of Call of Duty Warzone Season Three. While this might not seem all that concerning, a number of team members who worked on the Crash Bandicoot and Spyro the Dragon games have confirmed they've left the developer. Um, and I'm seeing in these tweets here that Nicholas Cole, he has this like sad face and uh, a wave goodbye. Um, he said, it's the end of an era, but I wish my former co-workers still um, with TFB all the best uh, with what's ahead. Um... Yeah, it's very sad. I just don't understand um, because I, I wish we... Do, do we have a lot of information on the sales? Because it feels like it probably just didn't sell as well as Insane Trilogy, and that's not really fair because yeah. a remaster remake thing, that's going to sell. Because there are people that might not necessarily be fans of platformers anymore, but they're like, oh, I remember those games. I played them when I was younger. I'll grab that. Like, that's not... that. Those aren't going to translate this, this the same, you know? Like, people that bought Insane Trilogy and Reignited trilogy aren't necessarily going to buy a spyro 4 and crash 4 because they might not really play those anymore you know yeah, and that that might be it might exactly be it because the new audience nowadays they're into fortnite they're into battle royales they're not exactly into 3d platformers right so there's a as a clash there of like is the nostalgia for these games big enough for these titles to be supported right i would understand Um, a lot more if activision didn't have enough money to do multiple projects you know like i would get it like if they were a smaller studio um but like activision has the money to be like hey we're making warzone we're making annual call of duties and then we're also making tony hawk spyro and crash like they, they could afford that you know i don't i just i don't know it's disappointing I don't know. I I don't think maybe they need the extra muscle, development muscle, just because you know Blizzard's been having trouble, um, and they've been having difficulties getting output out. So 
like for example Vic Vicarious Visions they're making Diablo 2 remastered or whatever it's called I can't remember like definitively <laughs> like, yeah um but they're making that now for and they're a part of Blizzard um, which is very unfortunate um because they were making the Tony Hawk games um I don't know uh, yeah Vinox is working on Warzone as well and they made Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled and now the the last now in the coffin, you know, Toys for Bob moving over to Call of Duty as well. And uh, it's very sad because, like, that, that studio has a history with making family-friendly games, you know, like the Skylanders series, um, you know, a lot of Spyro games, uh, even before, you, you know, the, the Renaissance happened, you know, with the remastered stuff. So it's, it's it's very sad to see what has happened to the studio, and hopefully, you know, uh, they can keep going. Maybe they have another; they'll have another shot at making uh, another crash game. Like there was supposed to be, they teased that Spyro Four was a thing in the Crash Bandicoot Four art book, but yeah. I hope that hasn't been scrapped. So I'm looking on uh, Wikipedia here for Activision, and I see they've got, I'm just listing off their studios here, they've got Treyarch, and of course they make Call of Duty. Toys for Bob, now they make Call of Duty. Sledgehammer Games, of course, already made Call of Duty. Raven Software, they were put on Call of Duty a while ago and merged into one yep. of the studios. Infinity Ward already makes Call of Duty. Vinox now makes Call of Duty. And then there's, there's High Moon Studios... Looks like okay, but that never mind. Looks like that was acquired by Vivendi in two thousand six. But I think Activision acquired Vivendi. What what does yeah. High Moon Studios do now? They, oh, I, I forgot uh, those the other one. They've got Demonware and they've got High Moon Studios. That's the only other two studios that are left. Okay, it looks like High Cold Moon Day. did. Yeah, they did Call of Duty. Yep, they did Black Ops. They worked on Black Ops Cold War and Modern Warfare and stuff. Okay, and then Demonware. Let's see what do they do. Demonware looks like they're. They make tools and technology for the online development capabilities. For okay, so they basically make assets and tools for like services for Activision. So yeah, every single one of their studios is making Call of Duty now. That's very depressing because I know I remember Raven Software making a lot of creative games. Mm -hmm. They made um, uh, the X Men Legends games. I loved those games. Yeah, yeah, and they made the Singularity I think as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, this is kind of sad. Uh, to see Activision go this way. It really feels like they're just banking on Call of Duty and nothing else, you know? It's and it, Here's the thing. Call of Duty already makes plenty of money. So, like, even if Call of Duty has yeah. a quote-unquote bad year, it's still a great year for, mm -hmm. for you know, what it brought in. Like, like I, I think the one everybody kind of railed against was Infinity War. Fair? Infinity War. Like, but I'm sure I'm, what I'm saying is that one wasn't very popular, and I'll bet that one still sold just fine, you know? Um, I was curious, so I was looking up the, uh, trying to look up the IPs that Activision owns, because that's the other thing that, that bothers me, is they own a lot of different IPs from all the studios they've bought, Yeah, but they don't use them, so we're kind of getting into this territory where they own all the studios, they own all the games, and yet they're only making one game. Like, that's really disappointing i wish they would at least sell these ips off to somebody like hey we're not gonna make crash we're not gonna make spyro we're not gonna Give make it to an indie. yeah like let's let's some let's somebody Give the else license to an indie yeah. them, them, uh take it on like sega is with their ip 
I'm I'm just checking how much that like, Crash Mobile game has done. Because I think that'd be interesting. So I have a report here from pocketgamer.biz and it says that um the game had 22 million installs in first in the first weekend for Crash Bandicoot on the run. So I think maybe Activision's play is to go towards mobile phones instead of like console games which is very fucking sad. Um Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, maybe we'll see a Spyro mobile game at some point. I'm at least happy that I got Crash 4. I always I always wanted another Crash Bandicoot game, and I wanted it to be like Crash 4. Like that's that's I never thought I'd get that, but that's that's what I've always wanted. I always wanted them to, you know, make a new one, forget the other games that happened after between three and you know, three and the and the new one, and, and they they did that. So I'm at least glad that Crash fans got that before they took Crash out to the pasture. But and then, but I'm a Spyro guy. Yeah, I I love Spyro. Spyro's great. Yeah. I that the, the the remastered trilogy was amazing. Like I, I thought I was hoping that was going to kind of spark a renaissance with like platformers, but instead it was like the swan song. Like okay, this is it, and then we're done. Yeah, and uh, now of Sony not doing more 3D platforms, like apparently they canceled the Ape Escape remake. Um, it seems like this train has died. Yeah. It seems like it's stopped. We're just going to have it on, in the indie space. and Oh, we have Ratchet. Yeah, that's, that's true. that. For now. Oh, until until, amazing and... until Wait, Sony folds that it? team into Naughty Dog, right? <laughs> yeah. That's, Sony's yeah, going to fold all of their don't... studios into Naughty Dog, and then we're just going to have The Last of Us, Uncharted, and um, then we're going to have Call of Duty from Activision. I I, mm. I I I change this into Xbox terms because I think it would be easier. I think it's easier for people to like really like imagine. Just imagine this. Imagine if Xbox folded all their studios and are just making Halo. Like that's that's what Activision's doing, and that's the direction Sony's moving. You know, I mean they're not there, but like that's that's like they're looking that way. Like they're just focusing on blockbusters. I don't want games to just be triple A, quadruple A you know games like i want i want stuff like ape escape yeah but know? that's where you know that's where the indies come in right they fill those gaps but i feel like indies don't have that budget to well and they keep getting fulfill. bought you know yeah, by like true. you know like epic buying media tonic and but maybe thq nordic will make all these 2d platforms 3d <laughs> platforms they probably will oh hey <laughs> that would be cool if activision sold spyro and crash and tony hawk to thq nordic <laughs> that would be yeah, cool. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, <sighs> sad to see. At least in uh, we got we got some good news at least to kind of go with this with uh, the Halo stuff. Do you want to go ahead and talk about that now? Oh, I'm I'm leaving that all to you. Oh, okay. We got a report here from uh, Liana over at Game Informer. Um, and we got some new Halo information here. So I'm just gonna kind of read a little bit of this here. New Halo Infinite details have been revealed, including that the upcoming shooter from 343 Industries will be cross-play and cross-progression compatible between PC and Xbox. Not only will players be able to play with their friends, no matter the generation or platform within the Windows family, but they won't lose any progress should they choose to bounce between PC and Xbox. So this is really good news. I actually have friends that play Sea of Thieves, and they... They play on console, like when they just feel like sitting on the couch. But like for the most part, they prefer playing on PC. 
but they they like that they have the ability to jump back and forth and they like that they can play with their their like I, I like that the Sea of Thieves model is kind of what we're we're going with here. I think that's great. I like that you can play in whatever and you can play with your friends that way and stuff. Um I know some people are probably you know wondering this. This is good that they released this this far ahead. Um the article goes on to say that the uh um when the Master Chief collection first came out on Steam there were a lot of issues but they worked to correct all those issues. And so they're that's probably part of what they're trying to get ahead of here. They're probably trying to make sure that Halo Infinite launches on PC and Xbox, you know, without any issues. Um and of course for anybody who, you know, might have forgotten this was supposed to be a launch title for Xbox, but then Microsoft did delay it to uh uh, November of uh, 2021, which is about a year late, but I'm hoping and confident that 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 year should uh, get things back on track where they need to be. And uh, yeah, that that game to needs that. to perform. That game really needs to perform for Microsoft. Yeah, because it's their biggest um, IP. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's what's going to sell Xboxes. It's their Mario. It's their um, Uncharted. Yeah. It's their Last of. It's their God of War. Like that's that's like their big game. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think delaying it was probably the right call, but um, I don't know. I'm I'm with you. I'm hoping that everything works out good. I'm I'm personally looking forward to it. I'm trying to get an Xbox Series X before then, but I I will yeah. I will rob Walmart if I have to to get. Uh, he won't <laughs> rob Walmart. We don't. Uh, uh, Active Quest opinions aren't representative of Josh's. No, but... no. My my plan to. <laughs> Steal an Xbox from a department store, suspended from the ceiling, Sly Cooper style, is my own plan. Um, hey, that's another <laughs> game they should bring back. I want to play Sly Cooper again. Yeah. I want to be a raccoon there, There's bandit. so many franchises that Sony has let die, and it's a fucking shame. All right, so Chris, we need to have uh, all these yep. dormant franchises sold off to THQ Nordic. That way they can make <laughs> Sly Cooper, they can make yeah. Tony Hawk. Hey, you know what they mm-hmm. should do before... before before Tony Hawk is unfortunately killed off since they're making Call of Duty only now at Activision, they should make it so I can play as Tony Hawk in Warzone and grind across the whole map. <laughs> It'd be kind of fun to skateboard on the Warzone map, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. Dropping out of the plane <laughs> as Tony Hawk, and then you land and you do, you do a kickflip and then you're off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why haven't they done a skateboarding battle royale? Can you imagine that? <laughs> no, as, as soon as you fail, you you like uh you uh uh what's 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 uh, you bail. That's the word that Tony Hawk kept yeah. saying. Yeah, you're out after you bail. So you get to do <laughs> tricks all around the map on the Warzone map. They don't need to make a new map. They should just make it so all the skateboarders got dropped off on the the Warzone map. Chris, I want to play this well, game. Yeah, going back to the previous story though, um, I know this is uh kind of a weird direction, but. I don't know, Activision could open new studios to develop, like, Crash and Spyro games. That's not out of the question. They should just do a dedicated studio. Hey, you guys make Crash yeah. Bandicoot games and Spyro games. Yeah. Every two years, we get a Crash or a Spyro game. That'd mm-hmm. be cool. You know? Yeah, that'd be amazing. You know what they should do? They should release cosmetics for Crash and Spyro and Tony Hawk and Warzone. Like, like, like I'm talking, like, weapon decals and stuff, because you can't run around as the orange. I'd be down. Well, and here's what they could do with that. They could use it to gauge interest. You know what I mean? Like, okay, we made we made five million dollars in, in Crash Bandicoot cosmetics, and you know, <laughs> and and spy- like obviously people like these games. I don't know. They could they should they should do something. 
to I'll just make them on a lower budget. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on. Um, we're going to go into a break, um, and uh, we'll be right back. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, them as well. Um, uh, we're going to be listening, uh, answering your listener questions. And you can always send them to at ActiveQuestShow on Twitter. Um, you can email us at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you could message us personally as well um, through DM. Uh, that's that's okay as well. Um, I'm at Penmore Writes. Josh is um, It's Jerk Josh. But we do have one question uh, this week. Um, and that's understandable because there's a lack of news. <laughs> um, but Josh... Are you ready for this? It's a good question. I'm looking forward to yeah. hearing this. Mm-hmm. So we got a question from number one Turner and Hooch fan. Hooch! And uh, this week he asks, Hey gamers, hot gaming tip. In the new Pokemon Snap, there is a hidden path that leads to a secret room where you can take a picture of Tom Hanks screaming at his door after Hooch locks him outside in his underwear. I, I guess that's not a question. It's a good tip. It's a good gaming tip. It's, it's a good tip, yeah. So yeah. I will. Uh, I'm working on some guides right now. I will try to find this, mm-hmm. and hopefully make a make a guide mm-hmm. uh, for that, that. That's what Deck Detective Pikachu Two is going to be about. It's just a hint. So, do you think that Detective Pikachu Two is going to be a sequel to Detective Pikachu and and uh, Turner and Hooch? Yeah, it's Detective a, it's a Ho- Detective Hoochachu. <laughs> <laughs> Detective Hoochachu. <laughs> it, it sounds like a Pikachu that's uh that's smoking, that's smoking weed. Uh huh. Dankachu. <laughs> Dankachu. <laughs> um, but yeah, that wasn't really a question, but uh, that was very uh humorous. Anyway, so um, let's move on to what we've been playing. Um, and Josh, um, you've been checking out the new Pokemon Snap. How are you finding it, sir? It's very good. I am probably like a third of the way through right now. I'm like on the fourth, yeah. fourth or so area, I think. Um, I, I, I re- one, one thing that I think is really good that that people that played the original uh, might be wondering and remember in the original on N64, you could only uh, show Professor Oak one picture at the end of each run. So you 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 have all this film, but only one picture is gonna have any gonna remain you know the other ones are all throwaways and the reason i didn't like that is because i didn't feel 
incentivized to take a lot of pictures in the first game because it's like only one of these is going to count anyway. Well, in the new one, you get to show a, a uh, picture for each Pokemon you take a picture of. So you're encouraged to use that extra film to get the best picture you can of each Pokemon you see. And like that's that's the way to do it. Like that that change yep. makes the game so much better. Um and I don't know, this this one's just a lot it's a lot more fun. And I say that as someone who I love the original, but like this this is the 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 modern updated sequel that we needed uh for this series. It would have been really easy for Nintendo to just be like, no, just make a game just like the other one, you know, with different graphics and Pokemon. It would have been safe for them to do that, but I'm I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad that they, you know, updated things. That's very odd to hear because Pokemon series is very usually safe. Exactly. That's what I was worried. I'm like, this is going to be a really pretty N64 game. And I didn't want that. And, you know, and, you know, like this could have been like five or six hours. But I remember a colleague at the gamer, he was saying that it was 20 hours long. Wow. Uh, So. Yeah, this does have some content to it, and then some, apparently. Uh, so that that's great to hear. Uh, I I think there's a lot of cool elements in this game so far. I've played about an hour of it, so I just picked it up today, uh, at the time of recording. And oh, I'm gonna bless. I'm gonna sneeze. Oh, it picked you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just picked yeah. it up today too. I didn't I didn't get it until this morning and. Um, but it's very good so far. Th- this game really makes me want a new uh, Pokemon title that's mainline from Bandai Namco. It looks beautiful, and like it, it with their development of this game, it shows how much care they put into it. Like each of the Pokemon have their own personalities, and they interact with each other in cool ways. Uh, it's uh, the 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 scenery is absolutely beautiful. You know, it's very vibrant, pretty. It's not it doesn't look as muddy as the uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. You know, and, and it's got a photo mode on top of it being a photography yeah. game, which is really cool. Yeah. I wasn't it. That's the kind of thing I I don't expect from Nintendo. I wasn't expecting you know it to have stuff like mm-hmm. that when they first announced it. So that's great. And the cool thing is as well uh, i know this doesn't really matter in the game itself uh, but you can actually hook up on those fujifilm instax mini links and you can print your own pokemon snap photos like you did in blockbuster back in the day so that's that's a super cool <laughs> um implementation they included in the game um so what, what do you think of the voice acting? What do you think of the story elements that weren't there before? Um, I think the story is a lot better. I don't think it necessarily needs to have a story, but I think no. if it's going to have one, it should at least be interesting, whereas the first game wasn't really that interesting. It's not involved at all, the story. Yeah, but it's, it's nice what to it needs to be if they're going to have and, one. Yeah. You know, it's... it's, yeah. it's yeah. Um, I I will admit I do find myself just hitting A a lot because I'm not as interested yeah, same, in it. But same, like same, when same. I do stop and read stuff, I'm like, okay, this is this is good. This is fine. This is pleasant. This is yeah. nice. Um, the big thing that I I uh I like the biggest thing that I like in terms of story is that the character from the first game is in this one, which is neat. <gasps> is he? Yeah. Like I don't know how big his role is because I'm still kind of early on, but like yeah, he shows up and he's he's like someone that helps uh helps the professor and. You know you and stuff and that's that's cool that's so cool yeah that's so cool and he got quite the quite the glow up he has way more polygons now than he had before 
Yeah. Yeah, before mm-hmm. he probably had like that, four that polygons. That lovely ginger hair. That lovely ginger hair. Yeah, so uh, that's that's fun, you know, just little touches like that. So, like, I'm not too familiar with it yet, but there's there are these moments, uh, Lumios points, I think they're called, where you can see, like, a huge kind of, like, glowing Pokemon that's kind of legendary in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I was experiencing this level where, like, there's this Meganium, I think the Pokemon's called, and it's, like, frolicking in the... Mm-hmm kind of field it looks beautiful like the graphics and i was just entranced by it like for three five minutes that that level was you know i was just taking pictures of the pokemon like it like being in delight you know like it was really happy it was uh checking out the trees sniffing the flowers you know it's 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 lovely it's nice and um it's 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 great to play pokemon snap when you want to relax or something it's hard for me to i I, I feel like we don't give nintendo enough credit like their their games are just beautiful like i know the switch gets gets a little bit of guff for like you know not having the same bells and whistles for graphical capabilities as like you know the playstation xbox but like nintendo published games always look just stunning like just yeah just just amazing like the water and the grass and like the textures the, the lighting in this are just just beautiful. Mm. It's a game where I want to take pictures instead of like driving that's... around a game that doesn't look good. It, it looks good. I think that's why people are so frustrated with Game Freak because their games just don't look good in comparison to other Switch titles. I think that's exclusive, so. tricky though. I don't think it's a. I don't think that. I don't know. I, I get that, but like I'm just saying, my response to people that have that thought would be like, "Well, hold on, that's a big RPG. This is a on rails." I I you agree. Know, you yeah. know, but we've seen Bandai Namco have uh big rpg experiences like the tales of series which has a pleasant art style but also runs well right i'm just saying this probably had the same development time frame as a giant rpg though so they they have more time yeah. to they don't have to develop a big story they don't have to develop yeah every poke you know like so like i understand that though i i wish that you know the mainline games could look like this i'm just i just don't think it's it's feasible with you know, mm-hmm. there's a myriad of factors, well, but I I think it's feasible 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 personally because Pokemon is the biggest franchise in the world. It beats Star Wars. It beats Hello Kitty. It beats Marvel. I mean, Potter, I mean, like feasible right? from their standpoint though, because they want to have a game come out every two years. You know, yeah, like they they because here's and the thing: they know Pokemon's going to sell like crazy whether they work on it for yeah. one year or five years. So they're not, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I agree, though. I do wish that the mainline games could look like this, because this game is beautiful. They can. But they can. I wish they would, but yeah, yeah they, they won't. But yeah, probably right. But this, this game is, is really pretty. I, I'm, I'm, I am probably going to get a lot of replay value out of this, too, which is nice. I like that the, I like, I like the features. I like that you can upload photos, and there's almost like a Miiverse kind of element to it, where like yeah. you can you can like other people's pictures and stuff and that's 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 cool like that's not something i would expect to be a given in a nintendo published game so i'm you know i'm glad that 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 social components there i'm glad that you can see your friends pictures mm-hmm. and you know react to them and and that sort of thing i'm probably going to be probably going to make some really good desktop backgrounds honestly and stuff like that in this game cuz i can just you know take these pictures and 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 and, and use them other places and that's that's probably what i'm going to end up doing and I, I just want to mention I did enjoy Sword and Shield. 
but I just went. Like, you wanted I feel more. Like it could yeah. Have been, yeah, I wanted more. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really, uh, same, I'm same really enjoying too. new Pokemon Snap. By the way, like I, I am uh, thoroughly enjoying the experience. I feel like maybe it gets a little repetitive with the areas because you're going through the same track over and over in different circumstances, like the day and night. Uh, but you do see different Pokemon and different interactive kind of elements. They're a lot um, more layered, than, and there's more yeah. depth to them than the the older course. Yeah. The older courses, you moved a lot slower, and there just was <laughs> nothing. Like you know, I mean, there was there was some stuff, but not nearly as much. Whereas this one, I have to look around a lot because you know, blink and you miss it. Like there's mm-hmm. Pokemon that'll like fly right past you, and then you're like, oh, when I come back, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that one. You know. I also I I find it funny as well when uh you have the apple, it's actually a different kind of fruit because it, like. I think they mentioned contextually that yeah. it's soft and doesn't hurt the Pokemon, which I found interesting. I'm still <laughs> smashing those Pokemon yeah. in the head with these apples, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, look over here. I'm trying to take your picture, and I'm just, like, chucking apples mm-hmm. at their head. Do, do you find it disappointing that you can't evolve Pokemon by um, inter- them interacting with the environment? Uh, no. I mean, I liked that. I liked that uh component of the first game. That was really cool. Like, you know, knocking Charmeleon into a mm-hmm. volcano, and then he's a Charizard. That was cool. But I think that this game um does a better job of saying, "Hey, Pokemon and their lives are happening independent of you," and you yeah. can see it happening and take a picture. I think that works better for communicating how cool you know, this world is. Mm-hmm. I I also like how they explain things a bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, the tutorial is good, but also there's this scanner you can use that gives you more information about the Pokemon or sp- uh, areas in the map that give you kind of hints towards mm-hmm. what you it's can do. It's helped me. To... There's Pokemon I didn't know were there. And then I'm like, oh, wait, yeah. there is... it shows the name of this Pokemon. Oh, yep, there it is. It's tucked away over there. You know, and then I hit him in the head mm-hmm. with apples and mm-hmm. then I get him. Uh, I also like that they didn't, they announced this in June, 2020, and I, I, am a really big fan of Nintendo's, um, marketing. I like that they announced a game and it's out like a year later or a year or less later. Yeah. I like that way more than like, Hey, we're announcing this game and it's coming out in five years. I, I don't. Well, there's Metroid. Well, right. But I mean, that's, Breath of the Wild 2. that's, that's, that, that's not their norm. Like PlayStation and Microsoft, they'll announce a game years before it comes out. But <laughs> Nintendo's yeah. really, Nintendo's really big. I'm like, Hey, this game's coming out, you know, nine months. And I really like that. I think that does a, does a really, um, I think that really adds to the excitement for the releases because it's harder to get excited about something you don't get to play for years. But when you get a trailer and announcement, and then three months later, you get a trailer, three months later, you get a trailer. And then three months later, it's out. That's that's a lot easier for yeah. people to, you know, get excited about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's too soon for me to like really uh, give a lot of um, feedback on it. But I I think we'll have more to say next week because uh, you're playing it, I'm playing it, Joseph's playing it, and um, yeah. but I, I can say so far though, if you are a fan of the this uh, this uh, gameplay um, style uh, and or the first game, then I, I can re- I can definitely recommend this. Um, yeah, I, I I recommend this too so far. Um, uh, from what I've what I've been hearing, I think it's worth the sixty dollar price tag. But uh, I I'm I'm pretty like I I think we should do a Pokemon episode. We should like a fit like a, our favorite Pokemon games or something. Yeah, and we should also do. 
I don't know. We should, maybe we should do a review episode on this because I'm not yeah. reviewing this for anywhere. I don't think you are. I don't think Joseph is. No. Nope. Nope. We might be writing some stuff about it somewhere, but we're not going to be writing a review for it anywhere um, for this one. So that'd be fun. Um, I also... Um, this is not going to end up being my game of the year, and it's not going to end up being oh, close no. to be my game of the year, but I do no, think no. this is going to come up in our game of the year discussions for some categories. Best uplifting game. Yeah, like, I, th- I think, I, what, well, yeah, that's what I mean. I think this is going to be in that conversation, and I, I, th- mm-hmm. I think it's that yeah. good. I mean, I think it's going to be a game that we're discussing in our game of the year episode. I don't think it's going to be anyone's, like, number one pick, but, like, I could see this being like my number four, you know. I think I could like I, I'm saying I think I could, I could see it being on, on my my game of the year like nominations, um and yeah I think best stuff lifting and or you know I, I could even see me throwing my, like my, my like my uh best graphics type picks type conversation because like it's Whoa. it's just it's really pretty you know like this yeah yeah it looks exactly how I would want it to look, it's. I don't know. This is really good. Very good game. Um, I compared this to Crash 4 in a conversation to somebody in terms of a uh, sequel from a, um, you know, a dormant franchise that I wanted to come back. Yeah. Like, this is this is Crash 4 good in terms of, you know, hey, this, this, this series is back. It takes things from the original and yeah. revolutionizes exactly. it for a new generation. Yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to revisit the original, whereas I used to revisit the original every year or two. But, like, now I don't yeah. have a reason to because... This takes everything I loved about the original and makes it better. So, yeah. Uh, talking about uh, possible game of the year uh, uh, conversations, I'm going to bring up Outriders. Actually, mm. I believe late, later this year, I played way more of it this week. Like I, I'm trying to get a review out. I by the time you're listening to it this week, uh, I'll be recording it with Vaughn Hyde, uh, a friend of the show from IndiePod, and. Uh, it's it's a fantastic game. I'm enjoying my time with it just because it's super action packed. Um, the re- loot system is rewarding for me, um, and I'm I'm just generally enjoying the visuals and the locales you visit. Like for an average kind of post apocalyptic title, you see like I don't know like dark gray kind of landscapes, but I just played for a level where you're in a desert and there's a, a like a bright blue sky above you, you know, um, and like all sorts of wreckage around. And it's, yeah, it's, it's it's quite fascinating actually what it does with its art design, um, as it meshes like the alien kind of like architecture with kind of human kind of like <laughs> colony kind of style landscapes. So um, yeah, I'm actually um, surprised. And um, happy that I can say that Outriders doesn't look like bland, milk toast kind of like shooter. But something else I want to uh, sing its praises for is its controls. Like the third person shooting feels amazing. I absolutely love how it feels. Um, every weapon kind of sounds different, which makes a huge impact for me. Like when you're playing a Call of Duty game, for example, you want that weapon to sound and feel good. And uh, this uh, Outriders delivers it in spades. Uh, I also like, I, I, I like the loot just because every weapon kind of has different kind of mechanics to it and uh, different kind of attributes that can offer um, a tactical advantage to a battle. 
um, once you, I, I, I found out through Vaughn that you can um, scavenge the weapons you have, break them down, and you can actually gain their mods. So uh, you can place mods into your favorite weapons and place them however you'd like. And that delivers kind of like the character you really want to play as and the weapons you want to use, you know. And I, I, I love that kind of like free, open, kind of like RPG element that Outriders brings. And I was surprised by that too. I thought it would just be a generic kind of third person shooter, but there's way more to it than I thought. And I'm I'm happy with like the legendary weapons I'm starting to find. Like one strikes down lightning, like this really cool kind of lightning bolt, like every few seconds and does a massive amount of damage. Uh, another a shotgun um, brings your enemies like in the air, you know, floating, you know, and you, I, I'm at the late portion of the game now, and I'm starting to see all these cool abilities and all, uh, and like the strategy come in where, uh, how do you build your character? Do you want to build a tank? Do you want to build someone who is close combat? Do you want to build someone who is all offense? You know, that there, there's so many options for you, and. Uh, yeah, you, like even the mods that you can add to your armor and character, they change how your special ability works. You know, um, I have this really cool ch uh, uh, charging attack that rams characters as he's moving on, moving oh, well, as she's moving by. Um, I picked a female character, and I gain health every time I bash through them. So it's a good way for me to stay in the battle. Hmm. Um, I also have like these really cool dual pistols that inflame the enemy and freeze them at the same time. Cool. <laughs> and it's it's so fun just to see the bosses kind of squirm as I try to fire with my pistols. And in every, every other shooter I've played, you know, sh uh, pistols are usually second thoughts, right? But for this game, like they were incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun with them. Um so yeah, I'll have a full review out for Outriders uh, this week. Uh, please look forward to it. Um, I'm I also have to mention that I received the review code from uh, Square Enix, so uh, thank you for that and uh, thank you for your patience with the review. I haven't had a chance <laughs> to, us a while. to play much more of it, but it's just because I've been busy like with other yeah. other games. But I'm definitely going to come back to it as soon as I have time because I really you, like what I've really played. Need to. Oh, and also, I, I, this is an important update, I guess. Um, I did cross-play with Vaughn, who was playing on PC, and I was playing on PS5. Flawless now. Okay, they fixed that. Cool. So they fixed it, so cross-play works fine. Perfect. Cool. Um, uh, one complaint I would have, though, is that I'm playing through the whole campaign. Not one person has joined my game. Hmm. Like, I've, I've left it open. No one As an introvert, it. that sounds lovely, but I understand why... That would be a, it's a, a multiplayer game. I'd yeah. love to play it with people. It's not a games as a yeah. service, though. No, it's not a games as a service, they no. say. It just has to be uh, online to play it. But I feel like it's... we were talk Vaughn and I were talking about this. I think it's positioned more as like a full experience that isn't kind of like sliced and diced into different sections like Destiny. Mm. It's going to have sequels that feel fully made. So there's going to be like an Outriders 2 that has a, another full right. campaign and then it has bonuses at the end of it for you to enjoy. Destiny like is actually 3. why I haven't been able to play because I've been busy with Destiny because the new season is yeah. starting soon. 
But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I definitely do want to play. I'll, I'll be playing more of that before the end of the year. This, this is super fun. I. It also controls really well. I don't think they got enough credit for how good it feels. It feels really good to play. It, it feels incredible. Like I was, I was thinking today as I was playing it, I'm, I'm like, this is one of the best shooters I've played for a few years, just because of how it feels. I mean, it, how... it makes sense because the people can fly yeah. and made Gears of War Judgment, and they mm-hmm. also did a uh, Bullet Storm, and those games, <laughs> those games, those games also yeah. like everybody that didn't like them probably still thought they they, you know, they felt good to play. Yeah. And the weapons feel so impactful as well because as you're firing, you're seeing body parts kind of fall off the the, the <laughs> foes, the enemies. As you're rushing past them, uh, enemies with like the special ability I have, you know, where you ram people uh, with like a stone wall, they kind of like explode <laughs> in in parts. Um, so yeah, it feels incredibly satisfying, and I would definitely recommend Outriders. Um, and Josh. No, it's on Xbox Game Pass, right? What what is that? It's just the best deal. Yeah, we changed it. It's not the best deal in gaming. It's just the best deal. (laughs) Also, I think it's really cool that uh, uh, we were talking about Destiny. I just want to mention this too. I I forgot this. I was reminded of it when I downloaded Destiny two again after taking a break uh, for a while. Uh, All the DLC for Destiny is in Game Pass. That's just that's that's really cool. Like you just like oh you have Destiny two in Game Pass and you can download you know all the you know, Forsaken and um, forgot the and Beyond Light and then the other expansion. That's <laughs> really cool. We we think it's like a separate podcast just focused on Xbox Game Pass games and just reviewing each one every week. Active Pass. <laughs> <laughs> and if we just talk about Game Pass, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the best deal. It's the best deal. Yeah. Also, destroy, Xbox, that might happen. The Destroy All Humans uh, remakes coming out this month, the Game Pass. And I'm excited to great to run through, you know, to check that out because I have only but played the it's, original. It's fine. It hasn't aged very well, but like the free on Xbox Game Pass, well, technically, yeah, not free, but you know, um, I could, yeah, I would say for the price of fifteen like... Frosties from Wendy's, I mean, that's <laughs> that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good deal. Hey everybody, it's Joseph here. Uh, appreciate everybody's patience with the lack of me on this episode. Uh, hopefully Chris and Josh held down the fort. Uh, I don't know if they mentioned, because uh, I don't think, yeah, the episode's obviously not live yet because I'm recording this, um, but I don't uh, I don't know if they mentioned, but uh, yeah, I'm, I was not on this episode because I was house hunting, which is pretty much an absolute nightmare right now due to the housing market, but Nonetheless, I'm still recording this little snippet here for everybody. Um, wanted to touch on a couple things. Uh, I played a little bit of Returnal, not much. Like I said, I've been busy with the house search. Um, so I played a little bit of Returnal. This is Housemark's new game. They're roguelike or roguelite. I don't know what the difference between those two things are. Roguelite, roguelike. Anyway, um, and man. The, the my main takeaway is that it is just absolutely beautiful and it is just oozing with style and I, I love the design of the world and the creatures and the way everything looks and there's a there's definitely like a a prominent style in this game that you can immediately tell right off the bat and I just think the creature designs are really cool and um just everything visually like and, and, and the and the audio I think is amazing as well. The controls are great. Everything feels great. Um, I think 
for me right now with this game, it's a case of wrong game, wrong time kind of a deal. Um, because I, it just didn't grab me right away. And that is not to say that this game is bad or that it is, you know, lacking in any way. Um, I just think for the, the, my current state with all the stress I'm dealing with and everything, something that's this difficult uh, it's just not for me right now, but I really do want to maybe try this a little bit later down the line, um, maybe in a month or two when things have settled down, um, because I, I do think this game is really cool, and I, I do think it's a game that I would like, uh, but just for right now, it, it, it's, it's asking a lot of its player base, and um, I, I think it's okay to, to pass on that and say that it's you know not for you, or at least not for you right now. Keep in mind, this is coming from somebody who loves Dark Souls, so I'm not opposed to difficult games. Just uh, not for me right now. Um, what else? Played a little bit of Pokemon Snap. Now, this is <laughs> kind of the exact opposite of that, right? This is like a more relaxing, chill kind of a game. Um, haven't played much of it, uh, but from what I've played so far, maybe the first hour or so, uh, I think it's really cute. Uh, it's definitely a game that you can just chill with. It, it doesn't require much effort, or at least so far. Um, and I, that's kind of what I need right now, especially since a lot of my time is spent, you know, in Warzone, which is definitely a game that asks a lot of you as well. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it for in terms of what I've been playing. Uh, the other thing I wanted to comment on, again, I'm not sure what Chris and Josh discussed on the main episode, but I did want to comment on this um, uh, Toys for Bob Activision story that I, I know that I know they did touch on it, it was in the run of show but I don't know how in depth Chris and Josh went in on that so I will just uh, cover a little bit more of it um, so as I'm sure you, you you're aware uh, Toys for Bob which is the developer of Crash Bandicoot 4 and uh, Insane Trilogy and, and I think Spyro as well um they tweeted out that they are proud to be working on Warzone, basically. And that kind of freaked a lot of people out, myself included, and Chris and Josh, uh, um, because it's, it's eerily similar to what happened to Vicarious Visions, which is the team that made uh, the Tony Hawk remake, Tony Hawk 1 and 2. They basically got folded into Activision Blizzard, or Blizzard, I guess, and are now just like a support studio. So that team is for all intents and purposes, not, it doesn't exist anymore. At least they're not going to be making new games themselves. So a lot of people figured this Toys for Bob story was kind of the same deal. And there was a VGC report, which I think we'll link in the show notes probably, um, with evidence to suggest that people had been laid off. Uh, and there were some tweets from former Toys for Bob developers, you know, saying that this shift is uh, coupled with layoffs. And so obviously that's concerning. Um, and so what we did, I actually wrote up this story over at Digital Trends and we reached out to Activision and they responded. And I'm going to read their quote here again. I'm sorry if this is redundant. I don't know if, uh, if Chris and Josh touched on this, but it, my article isn't in the show notes, so I don't know that they are or that they did cover this. But anyway, here's, here's what Activision said. I asked, basically I, I responded. I said, hey, can you comment on, you know, the, the rumors of uh, number one, the layoffs, and number two, that Toys for Bob is going to be just a support studio now. And this is what they said, quote, there has not been a reduction in personnel recently at the studio. 
The development team is operating fully and has a number of full-time job openings at this time. The studio is excited to continue supporting Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, and more recently provide additional development support to Call of Duty Warzone. Um, so that's good, you know, in and of itself. But, but I still have heard from people <laughs> conflicting reports that there have been layoffs. So who knows what's going on with that. I'm going to do some more digging on that. And maybe uh, by the next episode, I'll have more to report on that. The other thing I wanted to mention is I'm going on vacation. So I'm not going to be on the next episode, or at least not uh, in, in the traditional sense. I may do something like this just to um, keep everybody in the loop of what I've been playing and stuff. Um, so I, I, that might affect our Resident Evil coverage, which I know is a bummer, but um, just uh, I haven't seen my family in over a year because of the pandemic, blah, blah, blah. So I wanted to go do that. So anyway, it might be a couple episodes before you hear from me in the traditional sense, but nonetheless, I appreciate everybody's patience with that. Hope everybody has been doing well. Uh, go play Pokemon Snap or new Pokemon Snap. It's very good. Go play Returnal because that's good too. Again, it's just not for me. And yeah. Check out my article about the Activision or the Toys for Bob uh, Warzone situation. I thought that was pretty interesting. And other than that, hope everybody is doing well. And I will see you maybe on the next episode. Maybe not. Some <laughs> We'll figure something out. So take care, everybody. Bye-bye. So that's it, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Josh, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at It's Jerk Josh. Um, can find me on uh, Retroware, uh, where I've got stuff coming out pretty consistently. I just did a uh, article on the uh, Dreamcast prototype uh, Castlevania Resurrection, and I've got like I, I played and captured some footage of it and put that in there so you can see the areas. The game wasn't finished, of course, it was canceled because the Dreamcast wasn't doing super hot. Uh, but uh, really interesting, um, you know, kind of relic from history. And I think it's great that someone was able to, you know, buy a copy that surfaced and then uploaded it for everybody to be able to experience and check out. Um, you can also find me uh, on um, uh, GamePer. I'm working on some guides right now. And then you can also find me on Prima Games. I'm uh, writing some guides at Prima as well. I've been playing. I didn't. I forgot to put this in the show notes. I've been playing a lot of Friday Night Funkin' as well. And that game's really fun. Mm-hmm. Have you played that yet? I tried it, but it's very fucking tough. <laughs> it's hard. You play in easy until you, yeah, you know. Okay, I didn't because you play in easy, easy, and then you get the you get the rhythm down, and then you kind of yeah. up it, you know. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a very fun game. Um, so yeah, check uh, you can check my stuff out there, and then next week we'll be talking uh, Pokemon Snap even more too with all three of us, and that's gonna be fun. Great, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it as well. Uh, so as for me, you can find me at Penrell Writes on Twitter. Uh, I have written work on the Gamer, uh, and Retroware. Um, I'm working on something for Game Daily as well, but uh, I'm working on getting the interview done. So <laughs> it's gonna take a while for that to um appear. Uh, yeah, that's it for me really. But I do have a podcast called Go. Beyond My Hero Academia podcast each and every Wednesday. Vaughn Hyde and I, we review each and every episode of the show uh, in excruciating detail. And uh, we compare the anime to the manga and we get super geeky. And we lay some smack down on uh, 
less um <laughs> favorable characters let's just put it that way so josh thanks for joining me today uh i hope you enjoyed your time with me yeah it's fun yeah it's always fun to to talk to you yeah I hope everyone listening has a good morning slash day slash night, and you should go watch Mortal Kombat on HBO before it leaves. Oh, did you want to talk about that before we go? I I, I remember us mentioning it on the, on the Twitter. Oh uh, yeah, it's it's it's. I, I mean, there's not much to it's it's a good. I think it's a good adaptation. Um, I think you're probably not going to enjoy it if you don't like Mortal Kombat. But if you like Mortal Kombat at all, I think you'll enjoy it, and it's. You know, you don't have to pay anything additional to see it if you've got an HBO subscription. You can just jump on and check it out without having to, you know, throw money at a ticket or anything. So Is there a free trial? Um, If you haven't had one already, then yeah. Um, oh, there you go. But, I mean, it, HBO's got everything. So even if even if you, if, you know, have to buy a month, there's Ed, Ed, and Eddie, Courage of Carly Dog, Scooby-Doo, That's lots of good matters. cartoons. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so uh, thanks so much for listening and we'll be back next week with Joseph hopefully so bye goodbye I'm gonna eat more today Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.